0: the audio
1: is now on what's good thanks for joining me y'all i want to welcome y'all to this latest episode of the hip-hop humble podcast and in the studio today we have none other than the cemetery boys shout yes, out sir. cemetery boys what's up brother what's up they
0: maintain the spirit
1: that's it yeah, yeah now
2: nah, nah. let's go through one at a time brother like, Introduce
0: who you are for the people who don't know. I'm not Louie. I don't know who doesn't <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 nah, everyone
3: knows Louie. Uh, my name is Me Spirit. Hey,
4: hey, hey. And I'm Ben and Payne. Okay, okay. And this is the motherfucking cemetery. Cemetery <laughs> yeah, yeah. No.
1: Thanks for coming in today, fellas. Hey, so um, I'm just really stoked to get you guys in here to tell your story. You guys have been. Uh, Making some waves in Humboldt County for quite a few years, it seems like. Here,
0: like, I think we started doing shows in like 2019, mm-hmm. so it's been some years for Shirley. That's what's up, yeah.
1: yeah. We just recently
0: reestablished Cemetery Boisla, so that's been exciting this yeah. last like year or so. Been getting back into it, had a little hiatus, so. COVID related or just <laughs> just some fuck shit with one of our former members and we all just kind of disband for a while and then like we were all doing shows at Rampart like separately mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like me and Ben and I think even Osha we all talked about it and we are like why the fuck aren't we, like, doing this? Like, we're all performing on the same stage. We might as well, like, get the band back together. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, group, yeah you know. like, get the group back together. So we, like...
3: I think we all, like, took some time to develop our own sound yeah, and sure. kind of figure out how to make the music we wanted to make on our own for yeah. a while. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Artist development. For exactly. sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I mean, if you don't... you know, If we
2: can touch in on that a little bit, you know what I'm saying? How... When you guys were doing those Rampart shows, were you guys still like in the zone making music with each other, or was it a thing where you guys were like completely
4: separate, like you guys were just opt Not as much, players. we all kind of like, mm. I don't know, we just, it's not like we stopped talking, but there was like no, obviously no bad nope. blood or anything, yeah, it was nope. just, we like.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I've actually moved out of the state for a year during COVID, um. Yeah definitely didn't think we were all gonna end up back together doing yeah. stuff
0: me and me and osha always have been like we like really click with the music like we had a few songs when we weren't cemetery boys anymore but like me and ben we still only have like one song <laughs> together but <Yeah. laughs> so we've been trying to get some more shit out and then yeah ramparts early when we started like coming back together and being like okay we gotta we gotta get something going so yeah that super exciting to so we get like
4: up we started with like uh, doing those Rampart shows. It was like me, Seb, uh, Forrest Green, you know, Juliet, all these people. I, Jill, uh Josh. I love you, Josh. Fucking. Uh, Shout out Josh. Yeah. yeah. Shout, out Josh. Shout out Josh. We <laughs> miss you. Miss, that, man. miss Come, Come back. Exactly, for real. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we were like doing those. And then I was like working the desk that did, uh, in district seven and Louie came in and was like, yo, like when's your next show and stuff? And it was like, two or three days later and we were like, Yeah, you can come on, you just gotta open for us basically. Fucking hate opening. <laughs> yeah. No one likes opening a
0: show but someone's gotta do it. Hey, you someone's gotta send it up, bro.
2: Yeah. Someone's gotta send it but up.
0: But it's almost like it's almost like exciting getting me and them were talking about this recently. It's like getting out of your comfort zone a little. It's like sure the show opener, like they might not have the same crowd, but it's like getting the energy going for the show and for the acts to come on like after you. It's like definitely a challenge and it's like nice getting out of your comfort zone a little bit and like doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, 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 it's a
2: little something. When I was back home, I used to be skating all the time, just looking like dirty and motherfucker, pull up to the club, got my skateboard in hand, ready to roll and the promoter's just like, all right, yeah, you go first, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like, fuck it, I kicked the whole whole show off and everybody's like, oh yeah it should have put you like closer to the head you know what I'm saying sometimes it'd be like working
4: out that way no it's like good too when you do like a like if you do like a mixed bill or something with like people you don't know and they're like you're the new kid or whatever and you do the first spot if you do good enough and you like you know set the bar so high that other people can't achieve that the rest of the show they're not going to think about everyone after you they're going to think about like oh that that kid who just kicked off the show was fucking insane so it's like the the opener is like just as important as the closer like you know you got to the opener's, like, hyping everyone up, and the closers got to, like, finish the night out strong and stuff, so. so we got to pull them in,
1: so we got to pull them in. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yes, sir. Hey, so you guys were talking about that Rampart, the Rampart show, You got, the shows you guys were doing. Um, I definitely want to touch on the show you guys got coming up, but in between this latest show that's coming up and uh, when you guys were doing it at Rampart, what was going on?
0: we're doing shows like it we did a couple at siren song and like we did a couple shows just like very low-key house shows at my house and like those are like fun not a lot of people pulled up but like like um, invite
4: only invite try.
0: only because i was hella like i don't want a bunch of random fools pulling up to my house <laughs> but like oh, yeah. at the same time i wanted to throw like a fat show so like we did a few of those and then we got in touch with uh jay um, who is with uh, pinup? I think his promoting team is like Pinup Productions or something, or Pinup Presents, and yeah. he like st- got us in the door with the uh sorry, with Siren Song, and we did. I think we've done three shows there now, or two, two
4: three, or three. three, something like that. Yeah,
0: and those shows, like first one, pretty intimate crowd. It was just a nice like chill time, and then the next. I think we did two, because then the next one, the crowd was like it was mainly, like, people we didn't recognize, like, did, like, I think we sold the place out, and it was, it was a Dope. really, really fun show, so that one was, that one was sick, and that was the second one at the Song. we yeah.
4: sold it out,
2: wow,
4: and yeah. that one was cool, because, like, you know, we pulled a, I think it was, like, 2021, we did a Halloween show at Rampart, but we had, like, 10 people on the bill, so you get, like, 30 or 40 people from everyone's little fan base show up, so you have a bunch of people there, and it was, like, wow, we got so many people here, but, like, then we did that Sirens, uh, Sirens song one and uh, like sold that out it was like holy shit like we just us three did that yeah. that was insane like you know that's a jump off right there
1: yeah, yeah. For real.
3: Yeah. weren't sure. expecting that yeah for not sure. at all yeah.
0: and um, that one too like we marketed it like crazy like we were yeah. like pumping out the content and like all that for it so like definitely paid <laughs> off like I was like really worried we were putting all this effort into like flyers and content and I'm like damn I really like hope this pays off and then after the show it was like okay yeah like that was all worth it it was super fire but so. heck yeah
1: that's
2: yeah. what's up that. all your work paid off though. like it's a real good feeling whenever you like you build you don't put the work in and you know it's like right before the show you're like fuck uh, I wonder if like two people are gonna show up or yeah. One, yeah. one person gonna <laughs> yeah. show up you know and then you see that and you're like Oh fuck. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was a
3: big milestone for us for sure. And now we feel like that show really helped like establish us locally more yes. and um gave us a better name. You know, like when we're trying to reach out to other venues and stuff, that was definitely tough. And like yeah. especially with Rampart, you know, not hearing from them recently. Uh yeah, we've been trying to figure out where to go. Um Yeah, yeah, it's been weird. Yeah.
1: But the next one's gonna
4: be at richard's goat yes, yes. yeah yeah richard's
0: yeah. goat tavern uh what march 31st? 31st yeah friday the 31st got just me ocean Dan. spirit new spirit then and Tan, not lee <laughs> and um yeah that one we got um bumble crow my uh good friend who like has engineered nice shit for basically like my whole career he's gonna be doing some dj sets at the beginning of the night too so like yeah so we got him doing spinning till about like nine o'clock and then we're gonna perform and shit so that'll be that'll
3: be fun yeah that's how me and louie met was through there's a non-profit in eureka called the mars project yeah and so they got about the mars project yeah yeah mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah we never would have met if we hadn't both been going there as teenagers in high school you know wanting to make music and not knowing where to start and um he had a studio and you know a space for us to go make the music we wanted to make and uh yeah, we were working with Corey, and eventually, you know, he saw we were working on the same type of stuff, and, uh, he ended up introducing us, and we, like, immediately clicked and started working on stuff together, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was really, like, kind of the start of this.
0: Yeah, for sure, like, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at with my music right now if it weren't for Corey, like, I, I owe him a lot, because he, like, really helped me, like, craft my sound, and, like, Taught me the in and outs, like, I had no idea how to use, like, Ableton, I had no idea, like, I still don't really know how to produce, I can't produce for shit, but, like, he produced for me a lot, like, early on, and just helped me engineer, taught me how to mix my vocals, shit like that, so, like, I owe him, like, the world when it comes to where my music's at right now, and he's definitely been, like, a big part of this journey and stuff.
1: That's dope. Yeah. From what it sounds like in the community, um, Corey's touched a lot of lives. Oh in yeah. I yeah, oh, yeah. do,
0: For real. He he really <clears throat> he's like he could do like lots of different genres. He could like like I you know didn't know what kind of sound I wanted to make when I first came in there, and I was doing all sorts of stuff. I was doing like boom bap hip hop shit. Wanted to g- jump into making like alternative music, shit with guitars. He helped me work on that more ambient. We kind of
3: introduced him to that though. He, yeah. he didn't know what this whole emo rap stuff was, yeah. oh, and okay. he was like, you know, I keep having these people come in here trying to sound like Lil Peep, and
2: uh,
3: <laughs> I didn't even know who that was. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, yeah, he was it's been too cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. No,
3: exactly.
0: And um, more recently, like you know, especially Ben, I think Ben and Osha are more the ones that are in this like category of music with like the hyper pop shit that's like popping off now on the internet, like we like got him into that too and like he's been doing that shit and really digging it and yeah so he's really has helped us a lot with our sound and yeah
1: that's dope and then with what you guys showed him he can pass that along to other people too because he knows yeah. exactly for sure that's a yeah. so
2: beautiful thing i love about him uh, humble is like from the outside looking at you know because i just moved here four years ago Is like they humble has like all these different programs yeah. You know, if you're like a teenager wanting to make music, you know what I'm saying? It's like accessible for you guys to do that. You yeah. Know? It's like me growing up, I was like, I had to go look for those scenes. Yeah, you know what for I sure. So yeah. Like, hearing this shit from you guys is like a beautiful thing. You
0: yeah, know? you know, like I went to I went to Zane Middle School and like Zach uh, Lane or Zigzilla, like he was. I was doing the talent shows and like rapping and shit, and he like I think at the time he had a studio that he was like recording people at and like i really wanted to get in with him but then like some shit happened and like a year or two later he was actually the one that introduced me to corey like along the way so like yeah like shout out to him too like i wouldn't you know like back in like middle school like how many like middle school teachers do you know that are like Helping kids, like, learn to rap and shit and do stuff like that. Like, that was super dope. So, yeah. a lot of respect to him, too. Really appreciate him.
1: Definitely. Shout out Zigzilla, man. He's a powerhouse in this community because he's another one that's touched so many lives. Yeah. You know, like, when you have somebody that's a gym like that, like, you're talking about how many teachers are, you know, using, uh pushing hip hop to students to help them get their creative energy out when they really need to. Like that trauma exactly. release, it's healing. And so he's supporting that with a lot of different students yeah. and has over the years. So I got a lot of respect for him too. Yeah,
0: me too. So yeah, with him, Corey, like I wouldn't be wearing at without them. So shout out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking of Zigzilla, he's uh, the president of the newly formed Humble Hip Hop Congress that oh. just got started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys um, can come out to an event one time. I think the next thing we're doing is a movie screening of a movie called Infamy. I think it's going to be April 21st. So keep an eye out for some flyers Sweet. for that. Sweet. But it's typically been at uh, the Epitome Gallery. You guys yeah. know Julia down there. Shout out Julia at the, Epit- the Epitome Gallery. Yeah, yeah I Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the Hip-Hop Congress is just trying to help everybody collaborate. You know, there's a beautiful scene of artists and culture around here, especially hip-hop. And so, like, you know, anything that can be done to support artists and support the scene is going to be, you know, beneficial. And that's what the Congress is coming together to help make moves so that way people have... Um, just more infrastructure, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's, um, you know, the Fat Bull Cyphers that go on the Albers Albers went to uh, a few times, you know what I mean? Like, that's some infrastructure that's out there. We need more infrastructure, like you guys were talking about with the Mars Project, like, Mm -hmm. uh, outlets for folks to be able to get their creativity out. For sure,
3: yeah.
0: No, it's definitely, it definitely helps, too, because, like I said, like, as a kid, like, 13, 14 years old, like, I was just, like... Making shit on my phone with, like, you know, my headphones wasn't sounding very good. And I'm like, I need, like, professional, like, assistance on this shit. And I had people to go to, you know, to help with that. So it was definitely very helpful for coming up and making music here in Humboldt, so.
1: Heck, yeah. Shout out again to the Mars Project. So if there's any folks that don't know about it that are interested in, you know, utilizing the services that the Mars Project offers, this is specifically for youth. You know what I mean? Like go down there and see Corey. I think Monica's. It used to be Monica down there, but I think now she's just primarily with the Ink people. I, I think I'm not totally sure what she, how she's involved with Mars' project anymore. But I know she used to be and does a lot of good work around here. So shout yeah. out to Monica Topping. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, but um, yeah, fellas. So I wanted to ask you guys a question. Um, What were some of the influences that you guys were looking at, whether it's music or otherwise, that helped foster your direction with your music? You you
4: guys definitely like in the like you know early stages of childhood, just like growing up from being like a toddler to like you know 15 or 16. It was like my dad; he's always been the musician. Like I didn't get like you know these. uh, Resources like the Mars project and stuff. I grew up in Fortuna, which like, you know It's not too far away But like there just wasn't anything like that or at least that I knew about and so my dad had all of his recording gear and stuff and one day I was like, hey, I want to make music and Like he just set me up and I was set up with this like all I had was this little 8-track And so I was recording on an 8-track making like emo rap and you know He used that for his jazz band and his rock stuff and like so that was really cool of him and then like uh, I mainly did photography throughout high school, and I found Louie online and was just like, "Yo, if you guys ever need a photographer for a show, let me know." And so I did a, I shot photos for them, at Outer Space. And oh, when I saw yeah. them, when I saw them on stage, I was like, "Damn, like I don't want to be the dude taking pictures. I want to get pictures taken of me now. Exactly. Like well, this is cool." Yeah, we had yeah. a
3: show with City Hippie. That was like our very first outing when yeah. it was like our original three. Ben was in the crowd that night. Um, <laughs> that was really the first time we all got together. And, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I didn't, and yeah. then,
4: like, yeah, just, like, started making music and making music, and Louis followed me and was, like, you know, liking all my stuff. And one day he's, like, yo, like, you want to be part of Cemetery Boys? And I was, yeah. like, hell yeah. I was so excited. It's I sent like him a like, Snapchat message. <laughs> yeah. That was,
0: like, informal way of bringing someone in. But like, yeah. No, it
4: was definitely, yeah. like. So this day of age, it's, like, the normal thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. yeah it was definitely like yeah like I mean I liked a lot of music growing up I've always loved music I've always loved like singing and playing instruments and stuff but I never recorded it and so like seeing these guys doing that especially here in Humboldt like you know you don't hear of a lot of people who make it out so no one ever really tries and you know so it was cool to see people my age doing cool stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then you know that definitely inspired me but for sure (laughs) now look at us (laughs) now look at us
1: pop it uh, that was one thing I wanted to ask you guys about, too. So, one of the things that I noticed when I just put my feelers out there for what's going on, you know, is uh, you guys have a pretty serious social media following.
4: Louie does. Yeah, does. <laughs> I <Louis knows. laughs> oh I'm
2: just chime in real quick, bro. I don't know why the fuck I'd be at f- up at 4 a.m., watching fucking Louie <laughs> <Like>, just <laughs> laughing my ass
0: out of bed like yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah that that shit definitely helped the music a lot and that was the main focus when I started the social media shit was the music and then I got kind of lost in the sauce a bit started like leaning into all these like things I was making fun of and it gave me up a following but now I'm trying to gear it like you know I got banned on TikTok and shit so I'm trying to uh, like
3: it happens it happens we, uh, we all remember when Louis sent like our group chat a message dude, like yeah. I think I'm gonna start a TikTok to try and promote my music and we didn't I don't know we didn't think much of it it was just like alright let's see how that goes a and later, dude a year later yeah
4: followers yeah <laughs> TikTok yeah, fuck them yeah, I hope dude. they get I
0: hope they get banned but <laughs> <laughs> none yeah. of y'all could be on there even yeah. smoke, even smoke with TikTok
1: exactly <laughs> hey didn't Josh have a big ass following on there too and they fuck with his shit I thought
4: I, I, I saw I don't think Josh did man I don't know maybe I'm thinking of you guys had a big following and then
1: you just banned that, that, yeah, that was me I think it.
4: Louis is the I mean I know a couple kids I went to high school with who have like couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok, like, they're pretty decently, like, you know, for here big, but then you think about, like, in the vastness of, like, the whole internet, like you know, a couple hundred thousand followers isn't shit, basically. Yeah. But, like, Louie's the one where every time we go out, I'll jinx him. I'll be like, hey, I hope no one notices you this time. Just fucking with him. And then, like, five seconds later, someone's like, oh my god, are you that guy? And it's like, <laughs> bro's like, no, no, the fuck I'm not. Get yeah. <laughs> you
0: No, know, you're thinking of someone else. But, yeah. Yeah, I definitely get a little tired of that. But it's, it's the price you pay for putting yourself out there like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't complain about it, but it definitely, what's annoying is when it's like, group of, I see just, like, a horde of, like, 13-year-old kids <laughs> coming at me, and I'm just, like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> and it's, like, it's whatever, though. It's it's pretty cool. It worked out for the music pretty well, so can't complain. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: what's up. Yeah. That. It's, it's really the avenue that you have to use to promote the brand, the music, you know? Yeah,
0: you know, and that's, like, that's, like, something I have a love-hate relationship with. It's, like, having to like you know people are so like focused and pushing like especially in the industry too like you have to make content for your music you have to make content 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 and i even tell these guys because they don't do i don't do shit. they don't do any of it i <laughs> at least like when i drop a song try to make like a TikTok or two you know a reel or two about it but i'm like like i kind of just want the music to speak for itself you know and it's yeah. like i know in the industry now like any up-and-coming artists like i've heard like stories of the labels that's basically like they're wanting them to focus more on making fucking tiktoks and shit than making the music they want to make and like, it's like written
3: into their contracts now that yeah. they have to promote their songs on tiktok and they have to make a certain number of videos about it it's, yeah. it's a whole thing and yeah super
0: draining it should come naturally you know because yeah. sometimes it does sometimes i'm just like super psyched on a song i made and i'm like i want to like Show this to my audience Show this to my following And like I'll do that And it'll come off natural And then it's like If I drop a song And it's not doing well I'll try to force like a video or two about it And it's like this isn't like coming natural You know I'm trying to like Gain that like traction Get those views And I should just be Focusing on the music You know that's like what matters to me So Yeah That's yeah. what. It's
4: one thing too like In that same vein of like There's people who can be like amazing musicians like could easily like billboard top 100 type musicians but they're shit at marketing Mm. but then there's people who are master marketers that are garbage musicians like i I see that shit (laughs) 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 Uh, no yeah no the internet's cool with that though like especially like now like you know meeting people especially on the internet like, i mean that's how i met louis it's just like instagram and then we yeah. have our friend uh you know juliet and unsung rex we met them just or heard... i met juliet through sam a green but then uh we met rex through soundcloud and now he's one of our really good friends he's so dope we got yeah. tex in australia tex yeah harlow road, <laughs> harlow, road. In, harlow road shout out harlow road shout out
0: harlow road over in western massachusetts i found that fool <laughs> when he had like 34 fucking followers on tiktok and i was like yo we gotta make a song and we made this song do all Cats go to heaven and that shit's got, i think that shit's got like 5k on spotify already i dropped it like two weeks ago or
4: something oh, so
0: shit. yeah like yeah.
4: that one's like popping off right now so shout out to him harlow went from like 30 40 monthly listeners and like three weeks later i look at his stuff to listen to it and he's got like 5k monthly listeners now like oh, yeah. dude's dude's popping yeah, off popping He's popping off
0: like crazy so it's crazy how the internet could bring people together like if it weren't for as much as i hate tiktok now if it weren't for tiktok i would never even know who that dude is you know yeah. it's like shout out
1: yeah 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 that's what's up you know it's really um dope that people have the accessibility that they have nowadays with social media that's one of the cool things for artists to be able to like have a direct like you know your fans can dm you you know you don't always have to get back to them but the people that you want to talk to and everything like that you can touch them and that's like that's something for fans yeah you
4: know no i got people who like message me on instagram and stuff like that and then like i'll go out to the bar and like someone will be like hey like you're that dude who made this song i'm like yeah and they're like i fucking love you and they'll talk to me and stuff so it's cool like People find my stuff online, but then, like, you know, meet me in person and tell me about it, and that just, like, means a lot. It's like, when I first started making music, it was like, no one's gonna fucking listen to this shit, and now, like, you know, I've grown as an artist, gotten better, and people are starting to fuck with it, and so it's, like, really dope to see that, like, evolution. It's
3: especially cool hearing from producers and, you know, like, visual artists who want to do cover, things like that, that are, like, you know, directly related to your music and that want to, like, collaborate, too. Um as opposed to just like a fan where they're like, listen to these beats I made in your style, like right. that's been really cool for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That's the progression of it, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Or like, hey, there's no one local making stuff like this, but these are the types of beats I make. Like I want you on this.
2: Yeah. That's really cool. Some people are hitting yeah. Y'all with cemetery beats yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't got a not Louis type beat yet, but Dude, I know I Ben Payne has a Ben Payne type
4: beat garbage Ben and Fainz <laughs> oh no. I'd 200 <laughs> views on so YouTube. I,
2: kinda, I mean I have these questions for each one of y'all because you know y'all, I really listen to y'all, I really fuck with y'all so I told they I don't want to sit in because it's the one to be on. But, I'm just going to break it down to my favorite songs that I just kind of want to ask you guys. So we'll start Luke, where were you like, like when you made um What's
0: the new one? Never Falter? Never Falter? Fuck. Because I I love
2: that
0: one, man. So shout out. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Shout out uh, 99 Drowntown. He's like a local producer, witch house producer. um, Makes fire clothes. Makes fire clothes, too. He is literally in high school still, like young ass kid (laughs) making these beats. Like I don't know anyone else in Humboldt making beats like that. And he's been a fan of mine for a long time. I ran into him at a thrift store one day and like, I complimented him on his clothes and then he was like, yo, like, I want to, you know, produce for you, do shit like that for you. And I started like shooting him like sample ideas and shit like that. And um, he made the beat for Never Falter. It samples a song called uh, Stranger by Ruby Haunt. It's just like, gay's band that i'm really into i know Osho when he used to produce he sampled them a little bit for our song mad for you and he made this beat and um yeah i just was, was like i was sitting on it i think i recorded it i dropped it in january but i recorded that shit back in like july or august of 2022 And I don't know how many fucking times I mixed that thing differently, like trying to get the right vocal mix down.
4: I think I mixed it for you a few times. You mixed it
0: for me a few times, wasn't feeling it. I sent it to a homie that mixes vocals and he tried to mix it, wasn't feeling that. And then finally, I was just like, one day I sat down and I fucking mixed the shit. And yeah, it's just like, you know, that song is like, I don't like explaining my lyrics a lot, but that song is about kind of like, not wanting to like, um, basically, basically not wanting to like die in humble or some shit, you know, I talk about like rusty needles scattered on the pavement and shit. Like, you know, I just like, I'm oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah. I just like, it's like, I don't want to like lose myself, you know, trying to make it out of humble, but I also don't want to like die in humble. I don't want to like, you know, I do want to make it out and shit. Um, and that's what that song is really about. It's like wanting to make it out and wanting to, like, get out of here, you know, and, like, never falter, like, you know, like, stay strong and yeah, shit yeah. like yeah. that. So like, I'm
2: telling you, bro, when I heard that song, I, like, messaged you and I seen the video. Yeah. I watched the video, I watched it over, and then I heard the song, and I was like, bro, like, this shit's hitting Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going
4: through some shit. This shit hits right. right here. Fil- Fil- filming that video is dope. Yeah, <laughs> I was about
0: to get the backstory <laughs> on that video, so we went out to this, like, abandoned we call it a ghost town but it's like more of a commune it's like four or five houses that i found
4: in high school that
0: like i used to take photos at yeah it's like this little commune um in the avenue the giants like farmhouse and shit and I really wanted to like record in somewhere that just was like broken down and kind of depressing So we went out there, but it actually like the experience was the exact opposite of depressing It's <laughs> like it did mushrooms for the first time out there and shit It was like <laughs> just tripping balls while filming this music video yeah, So I that was
2: like, is... It looks fun it looks, I looked pay attention yeah. So we're gonna scoot on over To you, my favorite one 15 minutes And by mm-hmm. the way, that cover that cover is crazy, bro. I love that
3: cover. I'm trying to remember what the cover is. I
2: don't even remember what the cover up, oh, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, the the album cover. Yeah, my friend uh, Jose, he's, he's been drawing for a long time. And I like getting, like, custom artwork. And, uh, yeah, I hit him up. And I asked him to do, a, like, a picture of me shooting myself in the foot. And I wasn't expecting, you know, like, very accurate representation. I was like, oh, shit, that really like. Yeah, captures really me Yeah But I really like cool. that
2: song Off that project That 15 minutes You wanna give me a little You know Touchdown on where You kind of Where meant to
3: you and your neck Yeah Um Man I don't know how to Describe that one That's uh
2: i love like the whole melody the whole thing about for it. sure what, like that's what draws me in like, like, mm-hmm. i heard that one this like middle of the tape kind of
3: i was like bro this is this is like my favorite I'm yeah yeah I've, I've just been trying with my sound to go in more like we, louis brought up like this hyper pop like uh-huh. getting with more of this electronic production yeah, and yeah, these influences from you know other subgenres. because mm-hmm. i think we all started listening to a lot more like straight hip-hop straight rap i definitely know me and louis grew up uh listening to a lot of rap, and so I think over time, we've sort of, like, started branching into all these different areas and different styles, and so, right, for sure, and that's, like, at its core, there's always still, you know, the trap drums and the 808s and that influence and the sampling, that's always there, and that's always going to be there, and so... It's hard sometimes to even call it rap anymore, but it yeah. still it still is at its core. Yeah, it still yeah, yeah. like that's always gonna be there, that foundation. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's cool it was, to like.
2: This, you were just experimenting kind of with that whole sound. For sure, head, head, yeah. Mister mm-hmm. Benny, my favorite one. <laughs> Tyro, Adderall. Oh bro. shit! <laughs> Adderall, fuck! Yeah, Adderall, um, my, I don't know if you see me at the the first cemetery. I was like
4: over there jumping up and down. yeah! And yeah, yeah. Fuck Adderall. Um, damn. I don't. I think that was just talking about like, you know, having problems with like like mental illness and stuff like that. Especially like ADHD, ADD stuff like that. You know, um, just kind of that feeling of being way too geeked out 24-7. It, it
2: makes you feel that way when you yeah, yeah, it, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I like that and shit. And I'd like,
4: I'd recorded that song on like three different beats and then randomly I found this one and it turned out, it's like that, My it's like I wrote the lyrics for that song. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. I had the lyrics already written out and I just like, just kind of like rambling over it. I was like, oh shit, this is sick. But yeah, no, that one, I think I recorded that in like 30 minutes, edited it in like an hour and was just like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's like, Definitely, like, yeah, feeling about, like, my brain's going a million miles an hour, 24-7, you know, Adderall can have one of two effects on me. It's, like, either I'm going to slow down a little bit and be able to focus, or I'm going to fucking, like, just start geeking out even more. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, right. I heard that
2: one, is like. Right away, I'm like, I love that song. I
4: don't know, like, you yeah. know if you guys see me out in
3: the crowd. But I'll be jumping. The that way. one's that yeah. one's a really fun one. I've That's my favorite song of his too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. I got I got one for you too. What's Louie, What's your favorite song of yours? My favorite song
0: of mine, fuck, um, probably like off of Orca. My I was gonna bring y'all a CD. I was gonna bring y'all my album, and I completely forgot. Um, Off of Orca, like, definitely Trench out with Me Spirit. Uh, That one is like, really fire. I remember, like, me and Corey had this um, little, like, synth melody that we were trying to put on one song, and it wasn't working. And I was like, man, like, I'm really, like, attached to that melody. Like, let's make a beat with it. And he cooked up a beat probably in, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then I hopped on it, like, really quick. And recorded that whole song in like 15 minutes so that one like definitely was like one that was like okay this one's special and then Bunku the like closing track on my album it's like this really it's a ballad basically and it's about like um it's like a kind of like a letter to my um dead dog <laughs> shout out but it's like a letter to my dog but it's kind of like you don't know it's about my dog until I say it. Like it could be yeah. about a person, it could be about anything. And what that one's supposed to represent is just like, my dog was like the last like piece of my childhood I had. And he died when I think I was like 18. So then like, that was like, okay, like, the last like piece of my childhood is like gone. So that one like, that one meant a lot to me. And probably like more recently, like vain. <laughs>
4: fucking thing on the I was bugging the shit out of me but yeah
0: Vane yeah sort of- Vane like I don't know the cloud rap influence and in that one is like really like I don't know I just wanted to make something with like this like sick melody that was just like talking my shit and that's what came out of yeah. that one um I like I, I honestly I like all my music but at the same time I'm also like hypercritical of, like, everything I do. I guess
4: every artist. Yeah, I realized I dove into a rabbit hole, I'm like, pick one and you're like, alright, this one. Yeah, this exactly. Because, like, I, <laughs> I
0: like, like, all of them, you know, like, every song has, like, a, a different meaning to me, but it's, like, I'm also, like, oh, like, in this one, like, my fucking voice sounds like shit, or, like, you yeah. know, this could be better, that could be better. And I think that just, like, um... Thanks,
4: bro. <laughs> <laughs> No, trust me. You left, and I'm sitting here
0: fucking with it. But yeah, I'm definitely like super hypercritical of like all my shit, and I know I know we all are. I know we talk for about sure, it all the sure. time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like
1: I,
4: I feel like I am uh,
1: fucked up with that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's good though to have a team that's always helping you raise the bar.
4: Yeah. No, I like because. Yeah. I get super critical, I, we, we all get super critical about ourselves, and so sometimes we'll be we'll have something and we're like, this is garbage, and then they listen to it, and they're like, no, drop this right now, what are you doing? And yeah, dude, about-
3: I mean, you guys made me realize, like, A, I could, like, actually perform on stage, because they kind of pressure me into it, like, yeah. I, they're like, you have to, like, you, you just have to do this, and I kept being weird about it, not wanting to, getting in my head, and, um... And, yeah, they, they just kept hyping me up and were like, your shit is good. Just keep putting it out, you know. And um, it really took that for me to, like, realize I can, I can do this. Yeah,
1: yeah. for
3: sure. It's and, like, like the... collabs really brought out the best of me, too. Yeah. Because I don't want to, like, fuck up someone else's track. I, so I, like, you know, really go all out on the verses.
1: Mm,
0: yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me, we just had uh, an episode with you guys you know Rowdy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And shout one, out so
1: rowdy. yeah shout out rowdy he's dope he's got a bunch of shows coming up just did the fat bull cypher he's going to be at the show on the 31st the albert presents show and uh, also he's going to be at the show the uh, highway and rude album release party at the atl on april 14th so that's going to be dope so folks are going to have opportunities to go see rowdy but he was saying the same thing as you where he just said um, a similar story he was like you know i was he was saying how he was, you know, not really wanting to, he wasn't sure if he was going to, you know, perform and do it in front of people. For sure. And then it was Zigzilla, Zach Laner, uh-huh. who was, you know, like, look, just do it, man, just do it. And mm-hmm. Rowdy was like, he said, all right, I'm just going to do it for him. And then look where he, look where he is now. Yeah. It yeah. changes
3: your life, just that one moment. Like, it's uh, addicting. Like, yeah, did, yeah. My
4: first show, we did, my first show was in L.A. Like, no one knew who the fuck I was. Went down there with a friend who was, like, doing a show. And he's like, yo, come do it and we do it and i sat there you know arm in my hand just shaking and it was horrible i felt like shit afterwards but like then when the conversation of another show got brought up i was like yeah i'm down to do it and like it's like even though that first one like i felt like it sucked all this like you know it was just this addicting feeling of adrenaline that you get and now we go up on stage and it's like like i don't think i'll ever be able to let go of that feeling that shit's sick yeah uh, yeah
2: it's uh compared to like um jumping off like a you know cliff into like a river or something yeah. it'll look scary from up there but when you do it it's done like, yeah yeah. Yeah. Like, you like, yeah you survived yeah yeah you know?
3: that yeah. adrenaline yeah yeah, yeah.
2: We are, so we're gonna be on shows go back to the show thing so like i, I how important do you guys feel like you're like keeping the shows like tight niche for you three you know?
0: yeah that's like something like all love to like all the other like local acts around here but we're very like Focus now on like our shows being like our shit, you know, like just us. And not to say like we're not open to doing shows with other people, it's just kind of like we all have a cohesive sound, even though we do all make different shit. Like we have a cohesive sound, and like we want to, you know, keep that momentum and then keep a certain vibe with the shows we got. Cause like, you know, with this last show especially, it was very like validating, like. Okay, we could do this like us three, you know. Yeah. And it's like we don't need an opener or another name to like bring people in. It's just like that was definitely something that I was like worried about and had anxiety about, and it was super validating seeing like the payoff and seeing the crowd that we were able to pull. Just it's, the it's
3: a unique but, crowd too, for yeah. sure. Like we got, we definitely got like the alternative goth night type people coming out, and uh yeah, it's different and it's it's our own, and uh, yeah, it's cool
2: that's what I think I tell like all these like artists because I've been doing shows since I was 18 I'm 29 now you know so I've been doing shows for a minute but how it was for me coming up it was like I had to um basically pay to play or sell tickets to play and it's like at the end of the day you already gave up 1500 dollars you work for and so like what I try to tell artists is like what you know what you guys are doing it's like that $15, y'all could make somebody else. Y'all could just put it up for your own show. You yeah. know what
4: I'm saying? like That's one so. thing that's really dope about up here, too, is, like, like yeah, we've all... I mean, we were talking about it earlier before the podcast started. We've paid out-of-pocket to do shows where people show up for free. We're losing money, but, like, you know, we didn't have to do that. We did it because we liked the venue so much, and now we're making, you know, some money off the shows to, you know, uh, fund the next show after that and buy the merch and stuff like that. But especially in Humboldt, like... There's so many spots that you can do a show for free and it's like so accessible. Like you could if you have access to a generator and a speaker and a couple mics, you can go out into the fucking woods if you wanted to and do a show, which is like one thing we want to try and do at some point. Or do like abandoned yeah. house or like you know, the tunnel out on Samoa or something like that. Some yeah. crazy shit. Like we don't you don't gotta do these venues and stuff like that
0: yeah to pull like a good show to do a good show like you could just do it you know it's super sick yeah yeah
4: yeah yeah. i've been i'm gonna
2: say that i've been enjoying watching y'all because like i said outside looking in i started coming to the rampart events Mm -hmm. and i didn't you know i didn't know there was a cemetery boy because i seen each one of you guys individually yeah yeah Yeah. i see louis pull up and i'm like damn this little dope and I was like, oh, then you don't know, see Ben later on that night. I'm like, damn, who's this kid with this crazy head jumping around? <laughs> and I see you come out too. I'm like, wait. First of all, this one got a dope style. Like, you know, it's, it's like so now. Like hearing the whole story, it's like you know, it's like yeah. really dope. Like where you know, what do you like, What do you guys think? Uh, you know, what do you guys direction? You know, from here, do you guys just gonna keep throwing shows? Y'all gonna keep doing shows, to humble, trying to move out? You know, trying to move it out of humble.
4: I mean, I feel like we'll never lose like. Especially, like, me and Louie growing, like, born and raised in Humboldt. We'll never lose Humboldt. I always miss it every time I leave. But then as soon as I come back, I'm like, fuck, I hate this place. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for real. It's, like, one of those, like, yeah, I'll, like, go somewhere and be like, damn, it's not green 24-7. Like, fucking just stupid. Like, small shit like that. But, like, I think the biggest next step for all of us is, like, we do want to get out of Humboldt. And maybe that doesn't mean we move out. That just means we branch out and start doing shows outside the area, gaining a f- That's more first a step.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like... Just try to go down to the Bay Area, do a show, so go down know, to Bay LA. Like
0: I've been trying to get one in like Portland or something. I know some fools up there, so like trying yeah. to get something going up there.
4: We've been loosely planning a mini West Coast tour because like we know like you know you can look at your analytics and where you're being listened to the most and stuff like that. And it's like oh, we could hit Seattle, Portland hit the ATL or something here, then go to the Bay, and then do, like, L.A. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. There's one week that we spend in a fucking rental RV or some shit and and do that. It's uh,
3: tough, too, because here, like, obviously, we'd like to go to a bigger venue like ATL or something, but also they kind of have their own uh, predetermined set of artists, types of artists they want to work with, and I think our style maybe not really their thing
4: I it's say tough that yet, to say, I say that yeah yeah we're i mean slowly we're... working our way there like we yeah. definitely like that's another reason we don't do like we're not trying to do more shows with like too many other people we have a few set friends who like you know can mix their way in with us but it's like there's just not too many other people who are doing this shit like you know if we were a punk band dude there's punk bands all over arcada yeah. all over like humble if we we're doing hip-hop there's hip-hop artists everywhere but it's like people who are doing like you know the hyper pop or like louie doing the witch house and stuff like that it's like there's just not too many other people doing it and yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't realize that until i did like this little interview on a uh, the college campus and they were like so how's it feel to like just be like you know pioneering this sound and humble and it's like what <laughs> like all right yeah because nah, i pay
2: attention to hyper pop so like it's still in this like weird zone where it's like you tell people like you're some a hyper pop you're like what is that yeah, <laughs> yeah people are like what the fuck is that yeah, yeah, like, really.
4: yeah. No, it's you know that's the that's the cool thing too is like it's such a new genre that it's like it doesn't really have its own set subgenres yet. You know, metal music has fucking millions of different subgenres under just that umbrella statement. They all got
3: a name. Rap yeah. has
4: you know hip hop has an umbrella is an umbrella statement for all these different subgenres. Hyperpop is still kind of just hyperpop, but oh. then you go and listen to like all these different artists who are like starting to make it big. You got like Hunter Gex or Glaive mm-hmm. or Breakance or. You know, VAO or OS Quinn or, or all these different people who are basically just started out as kids, you know, like us making music in their rooms, posting it online, and people are like, oh shit, this is dope. Like, there's all these different sounds, but there isn't a name for those yet. And yeah. so it's like, for us, it's like maybe we can pave our own little corner into there and have our own little like subset of like what we're doing, you know? It's, yeah.
3: it's cool to provide that too if, if nobody else locally is doing that sort of music live and yeah. there are people who want to hear it. And uh, yeah. yeah Like like Ben said We didn't really realize Like we were gonna be The only people Really trying to do that here Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: it's, it's, it's definitely A
0: move bro For yeah. sure yeah. For sure For sure Definitely And it gives us Like our own avenue Cause you know There's like Like we were saying There's like Hundreds of punk artists here Hundreds of hip hop artists But it's like I could. I think we're the only ones doing the music that we make here. I don't really know yeah. any other artists around here that are doing
3: definitely want to like capitalize on that. And, yeah. You know, in the future, if there are other artists trying to do that, they're going to want to get shows with us and hit yeah. us up because they know like we're the established uh, group doing that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. For sure.
4: No, I yeah. want to monopolize the hyperpop. because <laughs> yeah. No one else can do it around here. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what's up, fellas. Um, so one of the things Albert and I were talking about was we kind of we heard that Louis is a connoisseur so we were trying to throw some questions Louis's way you know what I mean um, <laughs> did you have some Albert before I drop a couple of mine oh well as far as any kind of, I, well, I don't, know, don't are we, talk we talking,
2: about. like, hip-hop trivia? Okay. Like, is no, that no, 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 shit? Or? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not up no, on no, my hip-hop no, no, no. trivia. I'm going this, this, this okay. little, real quick, uh, Instagram uh, combo we had over Chief Keith one day. We were just looking back our songs back and forth. But uh, what was, what was your, some of your favorite Chief Keith songs? I'm was sicko. I told you was yeah. sicko.
0: I like, I like the no leak, or the, fuck, is it just the leak or no leak? I think it's just the leak. uh uh-huh uh series of mixtapes he has and then like the back from the dead ones too just the real like gritty trap (laughs) shit like i grew up on that grew up on like lil wayne and you know chief keith gucci Mane, shit like that so that definitely like has some influence and like who i am as an artist i'm working on a mixtape right now that's like very much like um Like, old, like, trap shit, like, 2013 fucking, like, trap beats and shit, so I've been working on that, and, yeah, Chief Keef, though, like, him, like, and Young Lean, I think, are the two artists, in my opinion, that, like, like, kind of molded this, like, new generation of artists like those two guys like i don't think we would be talking about half the dudes that are in the mainstream right now if it weren't for them you know they really like molded these artists and even going farther back like i said like for the generation that they're in like i think like lil wayne was the guy that like molded them and that's where i that was like why i started making music with lil wayne i heard the carter three back when i was like a little Seven-year-old kid, like I started writing raps when I was like seven or eight years old, and it was because I heard the Carter Three, and then you know the Carter Four dropped a couple years later, and like that was my shit growing up. So like, yeah, those are like definitely my biggest influences when it comes to my music, and now like finding new music, you know, the hyperpop shit, like just in like fusing all of that together is like super dope. Uh, yeah, so with
2: yeah. Young Lean, bro, I'm a big Young Lean
0: fan. Yeah, one
2: of the. One of the times I found out about you, about you, is of course I seen you at the shows, but then um, I was talking to Josh one day. I love you, Josh. And like, he's like, what are some of your favorite? like I drop Young Lean, and you know, I was like, oh, I love Young Lean. He's like, you should talk to Lou. He's like, that's yeah. he Young Lean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like,
0: like my guy. Like, he's definitely like the artist. Like, like I don't like, you know, like, want to like hide myself up too much and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to work with all these. That was, just, <laughs> no, that was just my phone. No big deal. I don't want to like, myself up too much and be like oh i'm gonna work with all these like big artists one day and blah 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 but like young lean is definitely the one where like someday like i gotta work with you him like no both. matter He's what you, both yeah both. manifestation yeah, yeah, yeah don't don't know any way to contact the guy but i'm manifesting it <laughs> for sure yeah you. like young lean blade all them like super influence especially with my newer shit you could like really tell and like I'm not like I'm not like shy about my influences. Like some people get very like sore when you when you say like oh this sounds like this you know like you know I started making shit like on SoundCloud that just sounded like blatant like little peep clone music, you know, and people would call me a little peep clone. And it was, like, yeah, like, it probably was a little, like, clone-like, but it's, like, that was my influence. And, like, same with Young Lean, it's, like, that's my influence, and that's someone that I, like, hella look up to. So, obviously, I'm going to be inspired and going to want to make shit that sounds like that. But I think I've gotten a little bit better about, like, making shit that sounds like that, but it also has my own, like, flair and sounds like my own thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing
2: about, you know, about being artists artist, you know, it's like, you find your influences, but you find your way to put yourself in Exactly.
0: That. Like, same with, like, the Chief Keith shit, like, I'm hella inspired by him, but, like, I can't be making music about, like, <laughs> being in Chirac and fucking, like, <laughs> a, toting guns and, like, really slinging dope weird. and shit, like, I've never done any of that, so it's like, fuck, I gotta find a way to make it, like, about myself and shit, you yeah, know?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you
2: gotta sit yourself in that, you know? Yeah. The sound, basically. So you did, uh, so, you said Young Lean, Chief Keef, so you introduced me to this artist that kind of has oh God. that sounds a lot like has all of them.
0: Sanitary, of them. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so when I heard that shit, it literally reminded me of Chief Keith with fucking Young Lean, bro. Because yeah. I'm like hearing it, he like has those like greedy yeah it's like all stretched no, out the know?
0: thing about cemetery is like i get like the clone like the clone comments about him too because like you got all these like little like 13 year old 14 year old kids down making music that sounds just like him and it's like people hating on it but it's like fuck like when i was like that age i was making shit that sounded just like little peep and just like like chief keep and shit so it's like yeah, but Cemetery, where I, like, hella resonate with him, is his shit's, like, all, like, oh, in the woods, like, you know, like, in the woods and shit, and it's, like, living in humble like, I hella resonated with that, just, like, being in the woods, being kind of, like, white trash and shit, yeah. like, was hella inspiring for me, you know, because, like, i never seen someone take that shit that, like, I thought was, like, embarrassing and shit, and, like, turn it into an aesthetic
3: most people so, like, would just pretend that they're in you know some urban atmosphere like that's what yeah. they grew up in and and just make it up and it's like you know he's not he grew up in the fucking like countryside yeah. and so like, he's just gonna talk about that oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: and he makes it fucking dope and like i definitely like i will say i have been like inspired by him too you know because it's like kind of like taught me to like own that shit basically and just like not like shy away from it and stuff yeah, yeah, so that yeah. was like finding him was super dope and hella resonated with that too and i know he's like yeah like he's like hella inspired by like chief keith and shit too
2: yeah when i heard that it was just yeah i it, i love music where i have to adjust my ears yeah know? and that's why i thought with shot too because like you hear it, you know you kind of gotta like adjust a little bit and be like okay what am i listening to here so you know, listen to it again and by the time you know you're like damn i listened to this shit like five twenty times you know? uh, <laughs> But, okay. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with that. So what
3: about you, you got any um, music? Who are some of your favorite people that you? From? Uh, yeah. Originally, Kanye with 808s and Heartbreak, like that was like okay. I think that was like the whole blueprint for the melodic emo rap type shit. Controversial. Um, yeah, <laughs> I never heard I anything like that. That
0: controversial.
3: Um. <laughs> yeah, just uh, rap that was he was really in his feelings, yeah. you know, and uh. Just doing weird stuff on the production end, crazy heavy autotune,
2: you so know. Me and David talked about this last time on our podcast and I was like, Okay, so when eight oh eights and heartbreaks came out, that was like a split between like 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 hip hop heads, you know, like it was like yeah. around the- you like, you know, the young cats were listening to Kanye, and would we'll get calmed by, like, the older cats, like, oh, why are you listen to tune shit, mm-hmm. so I did, you, you, you know, it's obviously, you fell into the side of, like, that Kanye style, right? For sure, like,
3: yeah, yeah, um, him and T-Pain were, like, uh-huh. just going out doing this weird thing, and, um, I don't know, I don't think it, like, caught on immediately, and I feel like way after the fact, like, mid-2010s, that sound started to get really big on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah, you had, like, the, the Lil Peep era um, really sort of embracing that, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. What about
4: you, baby? Fuck. I mean, I grew up, like, a metalhead, definitely. Like, my dad always listened to metal and stuff like that. And so it's weird to say I'm, like, inspired by that. And then you listen to my music, and it's, like, kind of hard to draw the lines <laughs> between those. But, like, I don't know, a lot of, like, Pantera... Uh, you know, Metallica stuff like that, Slayer, and then I got like my my favorite band of all time is Slipknot, uh, and okay. I just love the way that like Corey Taylor, the front man, carries himself, the way he can go from like you know, his gritty hard singing. Like I even used to do the like scream rap, yelling shit, and I was trying to be like Corey Taylor, kind of. Yeah, Corey Taylor, and man, then, he'd, he'd be
2: dropping bars, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Slipknot had a DJ up there. Bro. Yeah,
4: dude. No, they're they like you know that whole new metal sub genre where you know they're mixing rap influences and like electronic influences in with this metal. And it's that same thing with like, you're saying like with Kanye, like old heads were like, ah, fuck this shit. Like old metal heads were like, this is fucking garbage. This is dad rock. What is this? And it's like, you know, now, now if you listen to modern day metal, dude, they always have someone up there spinning or something like that. They got a sample in there somewhere. Um, more recently though, especially with like the, uh, like the hyper pop stuff that I've been doing. Um, like heavily inspired by like break-ins Like if you listen to break-ins and then you listen to me, you'll go, like, ah, this kid's." A little- <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. I'm, I'm, I might take a few things here and there, but you know, fucking, that's just how it works. Uh, yeah. you fucking.
2: Yourself in
4: that seat. You you're carving yourself in that. Yeah. Seat like no, but like, uh, yeah, break-ins Veo. You know, I'm heavily inspired by these two. Fucking. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of shit like that, and then I just like I just fuck around. I just like try to inspire myself by like doing stuff that, like, might sound weird at first, and then it comes out, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of dope, like, yeah. it sounds kind of sick or whatever, you know, so, yeah. I don't really know, it's hard to, hard to pinpoint, like, you know, even just a couple artists that are, like, inspiring, just because I like so many different kinds of music, but. Uh, yeah,
2: like, yeah, sometimes it's better to, like, come into something, like, blind like that, you know, yeah. and you're just, like, I don't have any other, like, to pull from anywhere, you know, Yeah. like, I you know. Yeah. yeah that's pretty dope bro see so there is so you know what i'm saying you you guys got this like mixing pot of sounds you know what yeah I'm saying? And for especially sure with each one of you guys having your own different influences like how y'all feel that certain symmetry voice,
0: like in the end you know like shit like did we definitely like i think it's becoming a little more natural and a little easier but for a second third definitely i think was a struggle for all of us to like make a song that like we were all digging or like we all like wanted to um that all had influences that like you know we liked and shit but like we have this song i can't that we had for fucking ever it's like total like hyper pop song and still haven't dropped it or anything it's kind of fucked up but yeah. <laughs> um we got that one and like that's definitely a cohesive sound i think we want to roll with and then i brought up my song earlier um making a part two to that song very much like witch house cloud rap influence and trying to get them on it too and like we're just like we're kind of like jumping around looking for producers right now to like make a cohesive sound for all of us
3: i think that's been the hardest part like a lot of us are used to just going online and finding tight beats and sifting through all these dudes on youtube and you know like trying to find stuff that works for all of us um that's been tough especially like you know, having it made for us and not just taking someone's beat, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. It's
4: limiting on, like, you may have, like, the sound, you may have a song in your head and know exactly how you want it to sound, but, like, you know, I don't have the, the production know-how to sit down and make a hyper beat, but I can, like, write the lyrics. And so, like, you know, I, like I was saying, like, I might have a song stuck in my head that I want to record... And then I'm sifting through YouTube for five hours, and I can't find a beat that's going to work with. And it's like, damn, i got to scrap this song or wait until someone has a similar idea and drops it. And it's like, you know, that's that's probably, yeah, the biggest hurdle we have. We want to be able to, like, find someone who we can come and talk to, tell them our lyrics, tell them what we want it to sound like. They cook it up, and then, you know, we're able to fucking make that song. Yeah, we need a very, like, specific
3: type of producer, I think, that, like yeah that is branching into electronic and these other things that are are really difficult to master um and that sort of go beyond just you know flipping a sample and adding some drums or whatever getting into yeah. some really technical difficult stuff definitely, to make so yeah
0: basically what we're getting at is we're hiring <laughs> yeah. we're we're recruiting right now, so definitely that's definitely on the like sanitary boys. Is, probably always going to stay just us three, but we definitely want to bring someone in to be, like, a producer at some point, you know, just because, yeah, it would make it so much more, like, efficient to just be like, yo, like, we all, like, come up with an idea and then go to them and be like, yo, we have, like, this idea to make, like, this song, you know, and um, so that's, yeah, that's been the biggest hurdle, like we've all said, Um, but we're getting through it. I think that we're it's as we've been going on like we've been what like almost a year now back with cemetery boys and i think it's by the day we're like getting better at like all making something together and yeah, yeah.
3: hopefully soon have like a project together where yeah, all the fun. songs have all three of us it's tough though because we all got started in our bedroom alone and that's what we're used to that whole mentality of just grinding something out by yourself um, and you're the only one there to judge it and to work on it. And it's uh, it's weird bridging the gap. Like, I think we all struggle with that. Yeah, Trying to, sure. like, match each other's vocal production styles. Sometimes, like, that's the biggest thing with the one song we do have more recently is that all of our vocals sound... are in a totally different place on the beat. And some of it sticks through and some of it gets buried. And it's just a weird clash, I guess. Yeah. Yeah
1: as time passes you guys will dial that yeah,
0: for, for sure, sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah that's really been the only struggle I think we've had when it comes to like doing shows together all that shit like we click like really well it's just yeah. like getting the sound down it's been like the biggest biggest thing
1: I mean it would make sense because you guys are paving a lane so that's I mean you guys are at the forefront of creativity and so there's a I don't wanna say like there's a lot of pressure with that, but there's uh, I, I I bet it's a lot of pressure that you guys are putting on yourself to make sure the sound is what you oh, want. Yeah. Oh for sure,
4: we, yeah. We work on songs like for so fucking long. Like Louis had an album done basically for like a year and he was still tinkering with it. Yeah. Like, you know, we all have songs that we sit there and work on and work on and work on for months. And that goes back to what I was saying, where sometimes, like, I'll be like, oh, I fucking hate this song, I've been working on it, and then they're like, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you, basically, drop it, it's done, it's been done. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, on one hand, like, we push each other to work on stuff to get it as crispy as possible, but then we also, you know, know when to tell each other to stop, basically, and so that's, like, the best part about working with your friends and stuff is, like, we're not, we aren't just, like, yeah, we met with music and stuff, but, like, You know it's obviously more than that we're all homies and so it's like and i think that's important
0: too yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's like to have people that like will keep you grounded too and aren't just like yes men and being like oh yeah do that do that you know like steering you in the wrong direction you know we're all able to like keep each other grounded and you know give each other like actual feedback and not just like a thumbs up basically yeah yeah that is important yeah for surely
2: yeah, and, and you know, you got, you can definitely feel it. You know, and you got when I see you guys on stage, you guys definitely click well on stage. You know, when you guys are off stage, like it's just you guys move as a unit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I almost wore my goddamn
4: camo pants in here. For <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no, we were, we were making jokes about that our first show at Siren Songs. We were all, you know, in it uniform. was our first time making merch, so we're all wearing the shirts and then me and Louie didn't realize we show up in camo pants and we're like, shit, we should go get Osha some camo pants. This would just be the uniform. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like,
0: I think that all having our own style, like, visually, like, aesthetically, too, very much yeah. speaks to the music, too. You know, I don't want us all, like, dress the same on yeah. some haunted noun shit we're not all the,
4: a we're not a fucking boy band yeah thing, exactly
0: like. we're we're a collective we're a loose collective at that like i you know like i don't think anyone's like a leader or the collective it's just three homies making shit together yeah you know we're we're all dropping on our own schedules we're all like making shit on our own time and then we get together yeah. and we also make shit
3: I don't think we had any like ever seen anything like that until goth boy click and or they were schema posse and then goth boy click and there were they had all these different artists and they're all sort of doing their own thing but then they come together for their shows and it just works and yeah. um, I don't know that that was more appealing than like a band I guess yeah it's you like know. they're
0: like the, it's the way to go
4: really it's closer to like I mean like I say record label but we don't have a record label no. you know it's like Cemetery Boys is just this overhead name and then you know there's us under it's not like we're just a group who only does music together and like yeah. we're only, not like we're only going to do shows together and, stuff. and, and
0: only just, collab with each other yeah. too like we all have homies we work with that are have no connection to Cemetery Boys A very loose connection to Cemetery Boys so yeah
1: it's really dope to have that space to be able to do your creativity how you guys want to that's, yeah. that's useful yeah for surely. Especially when you guys are like, you know, like I said, like pioneering a lane and a yeah. sound like that. Like, you gotta have your space to be creative, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: for sure. Like, I think, like, if we were all like doing, you know, trying to do the same exact thing, we'd lose a lot of that creativity, you know? If we we're all trying to, like, all of us make the same music, sound exactly the same, I think it would lose a lot of the sparkle, a lot of the, like, what makes us special so. yeah, a, re-
2: a recipe isn't just salt you,
0: exactly. know, you gotta have
2: pepper you gotta have you know what I'm saying you gotta have the regular all yeah, dishes, yeah. it's exactly what y'all bring it to the table you know
3: yeah, exactly. for sure yeah. Yeah. one of us will disappear for a few weeks and then come back with a bunch of new shit yeah. like oh man I gotta hop on that Yeah. One, one like, what have you us. been up to Yeah. mainly yeah,
4: you show. Show. <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah <laughs> Oh, she'll disappear and come back with an album. Like, hey, what do you guys think? Yeah, and I love that. I wouldn't want it like any other way. Really,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you really, I mean, I talk to these guys every time I'm out. You know,
2: Mm me and you really haven't had that uh, much conversation. For sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm finding out you're the deadly weapon right now, bro. Yeah.
3: I've been in the background for a bit, you know. I, uh, I mean, these guys when i moved away like yeah they had done one show at rampart yeah. and then um yeah they did another one when i showed up and yeah like kind of we're just like y- you got to get on stage you got to do it <laughs> and i did it and i was like man i like bombed and um but i don't know yeah like ben said just wanted to do it again and yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know so
2: if you don't mind me
3: where'd you move to uh so i grew up in new mexico um and then yeah i uh Spent a couple of years here and then moved back. I was in Albuquerque for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So do you think like you picked up some like influences out there,
3: whatever
2: type of thing, like, Um whatever scene maybe you got
3: going on out? I don't know, almost the opposite. Like there was nothing like that going on. <laughs> I didn't know anyone interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I definitely missed that when I left. And um that was around the time where we were like, uh ah, Cemetery Boys is, is is done, like we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Um and then I would still work on music with Louie, like, yeah. you know, a thousand miles away, sending each other shit. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, when I came back, it just felt right that it's we, like, like it's funny how really like, solidify.
2: Places like that, like, where you don't have much, like, you know, to, like, you said, instead of, like, making up this, like, whole image of what we talk, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it kind of really makes you want, like, like when you have the bare bones, it makes you really work for, whatever you really want that's your own little shit I resonate
4: with that like hella like you know these guys like not even to say that now we all have like professional recording equipment it's still just like the classic you know we got a Mac or whatever and then you sit there and you know with your microphone in your room but like you know before like I tell people if they know what it is an 8 track that's like what I started on like fucking I have 8 knobs and I have an EQ and a reverb button and that's all I had and I was making songs and shit like that and so like one thing my dad always told me is like yeah we don't got the money to buy you this like ten thousand dollars in recording equipment but if you can use this two thousand dollars in recording equipment and make the best out of that we'll see what can happen in the future basically and so I saved money and saved money and was able to finally buy myself a setup and like the sound changed at that point I was able to make what I finally wanted to I felt like I'd like mastered the like the the, the limits that were put on me with the equipment that I had at the time and yeah it's just it's sick <laughs> yeah uh,
2: yeah yeah it's like you know
4: you have the bare bones and
2: you're forced to create what you guys are now you know what i'm saying each one of y'all has your own little struggles yeah. to do you know it's coming together now
0: yeah still struggling still can't mix <laughs> this shit but i'm learning it's
2: coming together bro it's yeah that's a part of the journey you know it's like you can't, you can't look at the destination too much you know? yeah
0: exactly you just gotta focus on what's ahead and shit exactly. so yeah
1: and mixing is not easy no
0: no dude that's the hardest part it's really i like fucking almost broken my computer trying like eq a track and just like get the fucking muddiness out of my vocals and shit yeah Yeah. Yeah. when you
3: have a vision and you just want to get it out there and you can't and it doesn't sound the way you want it to it's it's hell um it's
0: defeating
2: for sure yeah
1: that's why
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: shout out real quick shout out to juice yeah. in the juice box down there yeah you know? for sure dude yeah. Yeah. He, he will get anybody that steps in the juice box he's gonna get your sound dials. he's so providing cool.
3: valuable service yeah. much needed here for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah like I, I mean that's what we turn to cory for is like a recording space an engineer and someone who really knows that um and only now do i feel like the music i make Without outside help, actually sounds the way I want it to sound, but it took it took years and years and, and wanting to give up for sure. Yeah. But that's
1: cool. I, I know that's a good feeling though when you feel like you now have control of your sound.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't need to rely on anyone yeah. to get it where it needs to be. It's yeah, the
4: point that I feel like I've gotten to, like I, you know, I've never gone to anyone to mix any of my stuff. I mean, I've had I got one song that's mixed by uh, Garrett. Shout out Dead in Paris dude's fucking killing it working in Big Head Studio he's got a song he produced with Big Head for 03 Greedo shit's hey, fire listen oh to that shit, shit. yeah <laughs> that fucking, uh, that back like I never left, dude that, song. that song is so yeah, fire yeah no, but uh no, he he produced um one he like mixed or he he was like my recording engineer and stuff and then he mixed it for me uh, One More Night it's like the pop puck song that I kinda got on Spotify and SoundCloud um and that's like the only one that I've really had like too much outside influence, like, everything else has just been me sitting there for hours figuring it out, and definitely still figuring it out, you know, I just dropped an EP, it's out on Spotify, anything that you can find music on, except SoundCloud, because I'm lazy and I forgot to post it, um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, like there's songs on that that I still don't think are done. There's like I'm gonna re upload that EP just because I'm like, fuck, this sounds like shit. The bass is distorted too much on one, you know. Vertigo. Like, Vertigo, yeah, yeah, fuck that, that song.
0: The, the, that fucking jump scared me when I listened to it for the first time. Yeah, if you
4: listen really? to my, Yeah. I didn't l- notice. If you listen to the E P by just skip that one for now. Give me a week. Oh <laughs> <It's a fire laughs> well now I'm gonna pay attention to it when yeah, I listen yeah, to it next time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, that's one thing, <laughs>
2: Uh, Josh did explain, you know, he said, well, makes, you know, he produces some fire music. Yeah, you know, I just
4: like, mix vocals, basically. Like, I don't know how to make a beat for shit, but, yeah. like, I just do vocals.
2: Yeah, he was, yeah, and I think you, like, came, when you guys were living down at the same spot. Yeah, was, like, yeah, yeah. he came through and showed me some of the jams, too. I was like, damn, that's one, this one got <laughs> something, bro. <This> one <laughs> got, hey, that's what's up. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, that's one of the, what you were just talking about, that's an interesting thing nowadays with music, is it reminds me of something like, um, we were talking about Kanye for a quick second, he's one of those dudes, right, he'll drop an album, and then he will go back for weeks to months, and like, you know, edit it, change it up, mm-hmm. re-drop it, yeah. and stuff like that, that's one of the cool things about the digital age and music, now you can do that, yeah. for sure,
3: yeah, it almost seems like the only, reason he put something out to begin with is because he has you know a label with the deadline or something yeah. and like yeah he's, he's just gonna change it until it feels like what he wants it to sound like i think that's cool a lot of people complained about it and they're like just leave it alone <laughs> just leave it alone but i don't know I, it's uh, his
4: legacy you know what I yeah mean. yeah
1: mm-hmm. I, I like,
2: like, at this point you know the art's living and breathing you know, yeah and yeah. yeah for sure
4: yeah it's yeah. like forever evolving and stuff like yeah. that yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, um, if you guys were to drop some advice, because you guys have taken the time uh, over the last few years, came together, created this cohesive unit um, where you guys are still able to have the flexibility to get your own style of music out there. If you guys were to give some advice to some young up-and-comers in Humboldt County that were maybe on the same wavelength or same general direction, like what would you tell them?
0: man just like make the type of music that you want to listen to basically that's what i tell anyone like don't make a song for a tiktok algorithm or for you know to pop up on a spotify playlist make something like it could sound like hot garbage to everyone else it don't matter make something that like you want to listen to like that's really my main focus now is just like i'm making the type of music that i want to hear pop up on my spotify recommended that i want to hear you know I don't listen to the fucking radio but in theory would want to hear on the radio even though the shit I make would never you know be <laughs> on the radio like just make the shit that you want to listen to because that's gonna be a lot more rewarding than trying to chase the sound and get like approval from other people mm-hmm. so that's like that's like the one thing like I'm not good with advice but that's definitely the one thing I tell people just yeah. so like make shit that you think is dope
1: that's what's up yeah
3: yeah it is really easy like early on to want to hop on trends and stuff and i remember on soundcloud uh when i started making music and like Lil little pump and smoke were popping off and i was like oh this is the sound you have to sound like this i can just ignorant repetitive and that was just not me at all and i like tried so hard to do that to like feed into the views and the plays and then it was just bad. Um, and not creatively fulfilling at all. No. Definitely so, not. Yeah.
4: That's one thing too, is like, you know, if you're just starting like ninety nine percent of people, you're not gonna sound good. Just like if it, if you don't if you don't like it, if no one likes it, but you still wanna make music, just don't stop making music. because like, one day it's gonna sound good. I could I've gone back into my archives of the first ten songs that I've ever made. Oh yeah. It makes me want to go back in time to slap myself. Like yeah. you're not you're not gonna be good. On the first night you're not gonna blow up you're not gonna be an overnight success like it takes time you got to put your 10,000 hours in like that's something we aren't even done with yet and we're seeing progress already like once you know you, you you can make music your whole life and once you you know you're on your deathbed you're probably still gonna be thinking about that song you made last week and be like that shit isn't done yet that's garbage like I need it like you know you don't just because you critique yourself so hard doesn't mean that other people are going to and so like allow other people to you know listen to stuff that even even maybe you don't like just drop it don't worry about it put it out there someone's gonna hear it someone's gonna like it
0: you know yeah for sure definitely
2: i got a question for you real quick so what do y'all take on uh what do you know would you guys rather have quality or quantity quality
4: quality Quality. yeah Yeah. that's one thing that i'm switching like you know back when i was on the eight track and making you know screamo rap punk type shit like i was cranking out three songs a week and they're like you know some people still go back and like oh this is dope they're like they're okay yeah i like him or whatever some people some people even like him more than my new stuff but it's like you know when I was doing that, I wasn't thinking about it. I was recording a song in fifteen. I was writing a song fifteen minutes, recording it in fifteen minutes, editing it in fifteen minutes, and then dropping it without you know telling anyone. Just it was up, and it's like that's cool, you know. Maybe to get your bearings in the beginning, but like, you know, to get that cohesive sound that you want, you got to work at it. I'll work on one song. I'll work on one part of the song for weeks, and you know, then it's finally done. So it's like. Taking the time to make something that you like, that you think other people will like, is better than just half assing a song and then putting it out there.
0: And, like, I kind of had a similar story, like, back like when I was first going to the Mars Project, you know, I only had like an hour or two every week, and I'd try to record like one or two songs in that hour, and I'd, you know, have a beat. Or I would have Corey lay the most like simple guitar pattern. I'd record on it. The vocals would be unmixed, untuned, nothing. I'd drop it on SoundCloud because I was like, I need to get a song out. But it was like that wasn't like helping me craft my sound, you know? Because I was trying so quickly to get music out instead of like actually coming back. But like, I finally learned and I think Corey even said, like, hey, maybe we should spend like another session or two on this and it's like we go back and like re-record some vocals you know mix it a little bit fine tune it and that's when it became like a lot more fulfilling and so I've definitely since then definitely been like a quality over quantity guy I mean like Ben said earlier like I spent a whole year I had a whole mixtape, whole album like ready to drop and I was going back every week to Mars staying out with Corey and like Mix it and re record parts of it because, like, I wasn't satisfied yet with how it sounded. Mm-hmm. And I could have got it out a year earlier than I did, but I waited and it was definitely for the best. It definitely felt a lot more rewarding when it came out. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And
2: uh, you know, you're speaking on the album, working you
0: want to speak on that name a little bit where you get the name from that? A uh, that's my cat's name. Oh, that's my <laughs> <a> cat's name. <laughs> so, like, in the uh, okay. first song, like, I say, like, I forget the fucking lyrics but it's something about like how i feel like my cat always scared always sad something like that and so like i just i just like the name too like i thought orca was like short and sweet i didn't want some like long ass title for my album so like i was like orca and you know it kind of followed a theme going back to influences like another influence that's kind of like out of left field for me there's this artist uh, roy blair And he made this album back in 2017 called Cat Heaven. And it's about like his dead pets and like talking about like, basically what I was talking about with my song Bunku, where like, oh, like my pets are dead. It feels like a part of my childhood is gone. And I hella resonated with that because I found that album when like I was going through some shit my like dog died. I was struggling through like the end of like my teenage years and like adolescence and shit. And so that was like a big influence for the album, and that's why I was like, okay, Orca, like, that's the name of it, you know, it represents my pet, and it just represents, like, just a part of me, you know, so it's like, Orca. And not all the songs are about that, the songs are very much, like, about various topics in my personal life and shit, but, like, the the first track and the last track kind of, like, tie it all together. Yeah, yeah. And, uh,
2: yeah. How, how like important do you feel like it is to like uh, you know put yourself in a vulnerable position and like oh, it's, speak on your life? It's then
0: you know? like the top priority with my music from like day one. You know, like from the first shit I recorded that was like absolute trash. I was like talking about some very vulnerable shit, shit that I would never talk about with people. You know, my parents would hear this shit and be like, "Do we need to like fucking fifty one fifty you like <laughs> goddamn like." where's this coming from? You never talk about this with us. And it's just like music was an avenue for that. It was an outlet for that. So it's like super important to me to like, no matter what type of music, even if I'm making the hard, like bodacious, like trap shit, I still try to like work in those like personal things about myself into that music, you know? And it's like definitely a part of me that I try to keep with like everything that I make.
2: Yeah, so I like guess you know, masked all you guys is together. You know, do yeah. you guys feel the same way as like, oh yeah, you know, showing your vulnerability, you know, to, to everybody, like, and you know, is that like a like a theme of Cemetery Boys as well? Because I know sure, a lot of you yeah. connected you for that reason. For sure. In
4: like day to day life, like I'm pretty like closed off emotionally, I guess, and like for some reason, music is an easy way to do that. And like, you know, I have an easier time recording a song knowing that you know, hundreds to thousands of people are going to hear it and it's about deep, personable things. But I have a problem, you know, talking to a friend about how I'm feeling that day or something like that. And it's like, that's part of the reason I started music. It wasn't for people to listen to it. It's because, like, I needed to just get some shit out. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's an outlet, it's therapy, it's stuff like that. And people just so happen to start listening to it. And yeah. if they, you know, can find a way to relate with that, you know, things like that, that's dope. Because, like, you know, I listen to music when I'm not feeling like, okay... And I like to listen to things that other people are going through to be like, oh, it's not just me. Like, you know, the, there's there's bigger shit out there, like helps you get it out at that moment. And so, like, I want to be able to make music for people like that, too, because maybe someone's gone through something that I have. Uh,
2: yeah. And it's like, you know, it's easier to speak on mic. And I don't know. Like for me personally, I don't have I don't journal yeah you know i was writing a journal <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah this microphone that, that's how i get exactly yeah. oh yeah. yeah
3: open the notes app and write something down yeah yeah
4: for sure you
2: know and like i said like, i feel that's why a lot of like these kids like resonate with you guys specifically is because you guys have no problem talking about stuff like that you know yeah, things that for you sure. can be talked about you know
0: it's just like being brutally honest with yourself and with like other people like feel like music is the only way I could do that because like much like then like I cannot like go and talk to someone how I'm about how I'm feeling or shit you know like I will like keep it all bottled up and inside but like open up Ableton I'm able to like get it all out and fucking get it all out on the track and then post it for everyone to listen to so it's like yeah,
3: Louis especially is brutally honest. And yeah, that's what that really inspired me for sure. Yeah,
0: crippled fuck one Yeah, two, three, and, and three. that's why
3: people connect so much with those those lyrics for sure. Especially yeah. like live, there's just there's yeah. an energy when people are feeling that. That song
0: is like so outdated at this point, crippled fuck. But like it's like 2019, um, like way different vibe that I was going for. But like it's still like resonates with me and it's still like people yeah. love it i think i namely do it because other people like it at this point point. Yeah. and it's like that's the one thing i will do for like other people like for the most part if i'm making some shit it's for myself but when i'm up on stage i'm like okay show my like sorry my set's about to be over i'm gonna close it off with crippled fuck like get these people riled up one more time before i head out and so like it's always a fun one to do yeah,
2: yeah. I, I enjoy seeing that much. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun. Cemetery Boys, that's a fun show. Like even though y'all talking about some deep shit, it's like y'all get my ass moved. I don't. I hold up the wall at concerts most of the time. And yeah, I am moving
0: around. And that's, that's the shit. thing. Is like yeah, that's what's so fun about the music we make. Is it is like very fucking personal. But we're able. I think I've gotten a lot better about making that music and making it fun to listen to still, and not just some depressing like droned yeah, ballad like. Going back to what I was saying about Corey, like, playing guitar for me, I'd have him play some sad-ass guitar melody, nothing else, no drums, nothing, just hop on it and go off for, like, <clears throat> like five fucking minutes, and boom, drop the song, and people listen to it, and they're like, wow, this is really fucking depressing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I feel like all of us, like, have, you know, at the same time been like, oh, we can still make this shit, but make it fun. And yeah. You know, like, fucking... Get people crying in the club type shit, you know. Yeah. Like you can come there and get your grievances out, but you can sit, like shake some ass too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Pretty yeah. Sure, it's fun. It's fun. So
2: yeah, and you know, like I said, like you know, you guys, you know, use the microphone to get your feelings out. But then there's that one kid that like doesn't make music, but he just enjoys listening to it. Yeah,
4: that. yeah. get out of his head. You feel me? That or even that kid who's like. Doubting like the kid who's doubting himself who like doesn't know if he wants or like he wants to make music and get shit out But then like in the same way where I I came and saw them and I'm like shit I can do this like I want to do this too. Yeah. Like I hope other kids do the same thing I did they go. Oh fuck. I don't want to come watch these guys I want to be one of those guys. I want to be up on stage and like that's that's one of the main goals too is to like help inspire people to make shit cuz like it's so Accessible nowadays, you know, you don't got to go get a recording deal with a five-man band and everyone has to learn an instrument for 10 years, you can just fucking go buy a cheap-ass microphone and plug it into your iPhone if you wanted to, and you can make a fucking hit. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: that's basically what we we do this shit for, is to inspire, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, so it's always super rewarding just hearing people, like, like, even, like, Cripple Fuck, like, all my shit stems from my disability and the shit that I deal with with that, and I'll have, like, non-disabled people come up to me and be like, yo, that song, or, like, the song that you have like really helped me with this and like i couldn't even relate to it but i still somehow did you know and so that is like probably been the most like rewarding thing when it comes to like being very vulnerable with my music is just the people like no matter what background they're from being like inspired by it and being able to resonate with it is super fucking rewarding yeah Yeah. and
2: like i was gonna jump off from the little table real quick so Y'all feel a weirdo, right? Yeah, weirdo's cool. So he's cool. So we had a little combo one day, and he was kind of like, I just want to, like, quit this shit. I just feel like nobody's, like, listening, this and that. And I was like, no, bro. It's like, don't quit. I was like, because there might be one kid that listens to that shit, and you done changed his whole life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, don't stop making that shit. Exactly. Y'all feel, like, the same way?
0: Oh, definitely. Like, I get super raveled up in numbers and shit, especially having, like, the following I did on TikTok. Like, dropping a song and it only gets like 500 plays on soundcloud i'm like oh man like this fucking flop but then it's like no but there's still people out there listening to it like yeah it's not like this mega big like following and shit but it's like people are listening to it still i'm like appreciating it i'm not just gonna like Ignore them because the masses aren't like listening to what I'm doing.
3: Even know? if it's just your own friends. Like exactly. I used to delete all my old songs after a couple months, and these guys would get mad at me, and I, I was like, pissed. "Why? Why do you care? No one's listening to this." I have but all of they them. They were got them all in the
4: archives. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. still pissed. You deleted Terrar, and then your computer got fucked up. And so it's never, you're never gonna get that song. i wipe out. my hard drive. I'm yeah. never gonna be able to hear that song again. No.
0: That's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: So yeah, it I love does.
4: that about how y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. fucking with each other's music like yeah. that.
3: You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: That's important, you know. That's important for sure. You yeah. got something for
1: the boys? Um, uh, no, nah, man. I whatever they want to get into. You know, this is definitely you guys' time to uh, talk about whatever you want to. That so we, no, we didn't cover. We
4: today. got a show coming up this Friday. Um. This comes out by then. Pull up. It'll be $10 at the door, or you can cop a $5 presale ticket. It'll be at Richard's Goat Tavern on Friday, March 31st. Music starts at 9, doors open at 8. Yes, it's going to be me, Ben in Pain, Mr. Me Spirit, and Mr. Not Louie performing there.
0: Yep. Freak show. So, yeah. yeah got so. new shirts, right? Uh, okay, Hopefully. yeah. Hopefully. Maybe there'll
4: be merch there. Maybe not. I got one uh, question. I got a
3: for sure. Question.
2: Y'all
0: still got some of those cemetery boy shirts from the last. Semester? Shit. I'm do you want to really wear? Good. Do you want to wear a women's small? Because oh no <laughs> my
4: god, shit. Friend. No, we got we got we got one medium or one large. We somewhere. have a
0: medium. I shipped the large off to Harlow Road because oh, they're shit. doing a little merch trade. Oh.
4: So we have a medium left. Well, if we don't get you with one this time, we're gonna get you with one yes. next time. Let me know. I will buy one hell yeah <laughs> we ordered some we ordered some uh, like better quality shirts for a little more you know money and the shipping got fucked up and they're like it might be there before the 31st it might not so either they're gonna show up like a day before and i'm crunching out you know 60 shirts in a night because we we do all of our own designs i make the designs i bought screens i'm screen printing all those you know uh but if they're there they'll be there if not Next show, come cop some some oh, yeah. boys no, no, I love that that last
2: one y'all did with the little logo. The little yeah, thing, that
4: was
0: that was yeah. That fire. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have to like remake our old designs at some point too. Well, we
4: we kept all the positives. Yeah, we So we can Yeah, because
0: yeah, that last one was a hit. Yeah, for
4: sure. Was but, yeah. That was fire.
2: Yeah. I, I did not make that one, and I felt fucking so bad about yeah. it. I was like, oh, okay, I to go to the show. And then, yeah.
4: Not good.
2: Right. But, yeah.
4: I love going to Cemetery Boys shows. It's Hell always, yeah! It's always a good time. Always a
1: good time. <laughs> well,
4: this Friday. It's probably cute coffee
1: girls. I just <laughs> 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 Oh well, no, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, make sure you guys check Cemetery Boys out this Friday, March thirty-first at Richards. Go. Keep an eye for future bo- future shows from the Cemetery Boys. And music
0: from the Cemetery yes, Boys, sir. Not Lily,
4: the spirit, then in
0: pain, y'all ain't know.
4: Yep, we don't got a we don't got a uh, official Cemetery Boys Spotify just yet, but coming soon. It'll have all of our music on there. Have more music coming soon. Yes, sir. Not Louie's got an album called Orca. that You can go listen to OSHA.
3: Uh, got a new EP, Call Me Unlucky, on Spotify, and then also our uh, our Instagram, Real Cemetery Boys. You go follow it. that.
4: Good, sir. then I got an EP called Bye you can go check out or not I don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's not finished technically but
0: still fucking slabs like a motherfucker though uh, so it don't matter that drill hyper pop yeah, hyper-pop. Point, like, yeah. Point, like
2: I said I, I wanted to do this on person of the day because I- Hell yeah We appreciate it in, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. y'all for having us on This was tight
0: Thank you guys for coming yeah. in That's the
1: other thing too Like I uh, tell all the guests That come on This podcast is for you guys So when, at any point in the future When you guys are ready to come back You guys gotta drop And you guys wanna let them know Hit me up And we'll come do it Hell for yeah sure. I'm gonna put this one Straight on YouTube When I get home Cause this was I don't, There's nothing to edit No Yeah no Solid podcast right there Sweet
0: so yeah
2: fuck yeah plug in real quick yeah
4: Please. uh my instagram is ben in pain it's uh it sounds like it's it spells like it sounds it's just b e n i n p a y n e yeah uh that's just for everything you look that up you'll find me on anything
3: yep uh shiny me spirit on instagram
1: oh that's you okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> posting some weird shit on
3: my stories
0: yeah (laughs) yeah. and of course not louie n-o-t-l-e-w-y that's everywhere fucking instagram soundcloud spotify twitter tiktok i guess not really anymore (laughs) but anywhere you can find me youtube i'm everywhere so Yeah. Yeah. yeah Right I'm now. everywhere they hate. Let's <laughs> yeah. Only fans coming soon. <laughs> nah, nah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, hell yeah. That was a y'all. Yeah. Time
2: we got yeah. Time.
1: Thanks, fellas. You guys, uh, make sure you tune in to the Hip Hop Humboldt podcast. We got more interviews with hip hop artists and artists in Humboldt County. Um, go to hiphophumboldt.com, buy some merch. You can find all the episodes there. And uh, until next time, y'all.